if you can't stand my my glory glasses, you can get the iTunes podcast, Red Letter Ministries 2009 on Apple iTunes, and we also have a SoundCloud, Red Letter Ministries, if you can't stand looking at me. Amen? We have the we have the 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 audio version available, and sometimes people request the audio because they're just too offended by my appearance or they just hate how I look. Whatever, I'm okay with that, you know. And it's fun. I I don't mind dressing like a clown because you know you got to be all things to all people. And last time I looked around and in America, especially in my generation, people are dressed pretty crazy. People are wearing some really strange stuff. You know, their hair is dyed every color of the rainbow. And, you know, I don't even know if that's clothes, but they're wearing it. And I like that. I like freedom. People have religion. I like freedom. You know, one way we can test to see if you're demon-possessed is by your thunderous, oh my God. When you join the Red Letter Ministries Facebook group, it says, do you have the mind of Christ? But... You know, that's great, you know, but people can religiously say yes because I've memorized so much scripture and that ain't the mind of Christ. Mind of Christ is a rainbow river coming out of your spirit, man, and your whole flesh is offered as a burnt sacrifice with your blood and your brain. So the mind of Christ is like a revolutionary idea for people because they don't really understand what it is because it's an experience of the third heaven glory. The glory has become your intelligence, the mind of Christ is the glory, you know, we're like, yeah, I got the mind of Christ. Then why are you still living out of the reptilian brain? The reptile brain is not the mind of Christ. You bring your brain, your reptilian brain, the Bible calls the carnal mind the, the enmity of the spiritual mind. The carnal mind or the brain is the very thing that murders the Spirit of God on earth. That's what the Bible says in Romans chapter 8. So we live out of the reptile or the red dragon or the serpent in the garden nature, which is flesh, bones, and blood, and not the spirit nature, and then call it Christianity. Is not that not blasphemy? You know, they were like, oh, oh my God's blasphemy. No, it's not. No, it's not at all. The exact opposite of your religious spirit. Freedom is like fun with dad. Okay, Christianity is about getting set free from religion. I mean, that's mainly a really, oh, I'm set free from rebellion, but the only reason why we have rebellion is it's a byproduct of religion. You deal with religion, you'll never rebel again because you're in the ecstasies of Christ. The reason why people sin and get into rebellion and get into you know all kinds of drugs and alcohol is because they're cut off from the pleasures of Christ. Drugs and alcohol is a counterfeit of the ecstasies of Christ. The Garden of Eden, Eden in Hebrew, means pleasure. The primary activity in the third heaven is glory, hedonism. When Jesus preached Luke chapter 5, it says they were seized with ecstasy. You read it in Greek? Seized with ecstasy. The red letters are the gospel or real Christianity seizes listeners with ecstasy. You should always be wondering, are they on drugs? And if you're not asking that, then you're not hearing the gospel. Truth and hell. Because when Jesus preached, it seized the listeners with ecstasy. Ecstasy is a street drug. But there's an ecstasy of the spirit that's the real deal and not the counterfeit of the natural realm. We're talking about the glory realm, and it's real. You know, people are getting seized with ecstasy all over the world. We're going to seize America with ecstasy. And the only problem is religion. Religion's like, nope, no ecstasy. Be miserable and pretend like that's holiness. Be poor and pretend like that's holiness. There's nothing poor about being serious. Seriousness, I mean, there's nothing holy about ser- Holiness is ecstasy. 
seriousness is misery, that you are serious about what you're thinking and doing in your flesh, that's not Christianity. Christianity says, I'm crucified with Christ and I no longer live, meaning it has nothing, zero, to do with my brain or my works, or the works of my hands. Zero. Zero percent. The mixture that's still you in there is actually witchcraft. That you're stealing the glory, that you're stealing from Christ and not giving Him the glory of actually using your spirit man fully yielded and surrendered to Christ on the inside, that you're still holding on to control in the reins of your life. That's not Christianity. That's sorcery. That's religion. That's actually serving the fallen angels. When you actually lose control in your heart and your mind to the river is Christianity. And very few have lost control. I mean, test their freedom. Test their, oh my God. See how much glory is in their, their gutterous, oh my God. You know, see how much freedom is in their inner man. If there's no freedom, if they can't say, oh my God, and they're like, that's using the Lord's name in vain, there's a serpent in the hole. How many of y'all know that vanity means without power? Using God's name in vain is using God's name without power in it. So test their oh my God to see if it's serious or we don't see that. That's using the Lord's name. Okay, there's a serpent in the hole 100% of the time. Are you teaching people how to blaspheme? No, I'm teaching people how to come out of the blasphemy. The blasphemy is being stuck in the flesh and not developing your inner man more highly than your outer man. Blasphemy is religion. The spirit of religion is blasphemy. The glory is freedom. The glory is abundant life. The glory is God himself. The Father is the Father of glory. And if you're not operating in the Father of glory, you'll be operating in the flesh, and you're just not Christian. It's not real Christianity. Test the freedom. People want to test the fruit. Test the freedom. Test the oh my God. Test the joy. Can they laugh when you mock them out of, you know, people will see, people want to test the spirit. We'll say like, oh, only 1% of people sow into the revelatory realm of the glory. And people, and they say, not even a dollar into the revelatory realm of glory. And I'll say stuff like that because it's true and because people are bound up with Ananias and Sapphira and God's going to kill Ananias and Sapphira again by the glory realm and set people free from the flesh, which is the greatest freedom and revival America will ever see when Ananias and Sapphira die. But you have that reptile in there. It's like, well, I'm going to mock that word. And a person donated a dollar. I thought that was funny when I posted that today, that you know how bewitched the church is when they can't even sow a dollar into the revelatory realm of the Father's glory. Now that's true with 99% of people can't even sow one dollar because m money to them is evil. Well, money's not evil. The love of money is evil. The problem is, is you have Satan still in your brain so that you're cut off from your inheritance, which is natural wealth. Ananias and Sapphira brought $10,000 and God killed them because it was a religious spirit instead of bringing $100,000. What church in the world would, would kill you if you brought a $10,000 offering. Well, the Church of Acts in the Bible. Whoa, are we even in New Covenant Christianity at all? What in the world is going on in the Church of Acts when people are selling land and offering thousands of dollars at the feet of the apostle and God still kills them because they didn't offer the whole amount? Seriously! Do you understand that the Judas Iscariot nature yet is what fights revival? Now, I've talked with fathers of revivals, men that have pastor revivals, 
Men that have named revivals, and they say, Brandon, the number one thing Satan and his angels do is fight the finances. Not number two, not number three, number one. Nobody can hardly even listen to this message right now because it's so true. <laughs> it will actually destroy Satan out of your heart and brain. The number one thing the enemy does to hold back revival is fight the finances. If your finances are getting fought, if you've been lied to about giving and you're not giving, it's because Satan is fighting your revival in the Ananias and Sapphira spirit. It's true. And it's not about greed. It's not about covenants. It's not, it's not about name it. I mean, there is some name it, claim it truth. You know, decree a thing and it will be established. You know, it's not about buying my fifth Learjet. You know, we live in a crack house in the ghetto in the lowest income neighborhood in Minnesota, North Minneapolis. You know, hallelujah. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't stepped into prosperity at all. And still people attack us for just speaking this message because it's the truth. It's biblical Christianity. And the father told me, I'm going to strike Ananias and Sapphira again dead in America. Well, that's scary. Well, does that mean that I need to give? That means that the religious spirit needs to die. Because when the Father's formed in you, the Father gives. The Father gives everything all the time. God so loved the world that He gave. The Father always gives because the river is a river of giving. It's a life-giving river. It's a creative power that always gives everything to everyone all the time. It's just an open heavens, it's an open earth, it's an open river of the third heaven of God the Father's ability through all hearts in the world, through all flesh in the world. So the river is just going to be the river. The issue is you getting out of Satan. The river is always perfect. The river will never change. The river is called the Holy Spirit of God, and he'll always be the nature of God the Father on the throne. The issue is us getting our hearts and brains out of Satan into the river to take on the very nature of God the Father in the Lamb, which is creative power, ability, generosity, the fruits of the Spirit, fruitfulness, maturity, total freedom, testing their, oh my God, zero religion, zero flesh, zero brain, zero blood, 100% Holy Spirit mind of Christ. Amen. <laughs> Problem is, is we still got flesh mixed in with the Spirit, don't we? Hallelujah. And grace doesn't work in the flesh. Grace is a spirit. The spirit of grace, the Apostle Paul calls it. It's a supernatural power that raises up your inner man in the abilities of the third heaven, the glory realm. Grace is the glory of God. So it's all a gift and no one can earn it. You can't do enough for it. All you can do is get the junk that's blocking up your heart out and embrace your spiritual nature in Christ to be fully resurrected out from among the dead. What's the dead? Religion and rebellion. That's what death is. Death is the religion and or the flesh. Everything the flesh does is rebellion. There's no such thing as good flesh. If there's good flesh, Jesus died on the cross in vain. If you can be good in your brain, then Jesus died in vain. Because the old covenant was about being good in your brain and being good in your flesh. There's no need for Jesus to die on the cross if you can be a good snake, a good serpent, a good blood and brain, which is the serpent nature of flesh. Now the flesh counts as why? Oh, did Jesus have a serpent nature? He was the serpent lifted up in the wilderness. Anyone that looks upon it is healed. He was the serpent that died on the cross for you. The ser His flesh and blood died. The serpent died. 
Amen? That's how we overcame Satan and his angels. That's how we overcame the flesh and the blood and the brain where he was crucified because his flesh died. Does God have a serpent nature? God's transfigured. Now his spirit has completely glorified it. Now he lives in a celestial transfigured body. That's what Philippians chapter 3 preaches. That you also likewise will be transfigured into the same celestial flesh as Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 3. Read the Bible. How do you get transfigured into celestial flesh? By the sacrifice of your inner man. To have fellowship with God the Father on the inside. To have your brain serve the internal son and repent from external sons. The external sons are the religious devils that keep you in your brain doing dead works. Dead works are the main thing that destroy Christians' lives. You trying to be good in the flesh. That's the number one thing that destroys Christians. Being good in the flesh. And being a good steward in the flesh, doing the good thing. There's no good flesh. You're blaspheming. So you bring your flesh to the altar of Revelation 8.3, the golden altar before his throne, Revelation 8.3, and you bring your flesh, you bring your blood, your whole bloodlines, everything of your ancestors, and you lay down on the altar, and you get burnt as a burnt offering. Anyone that's not offered in their blood and in their brain as a burnt offering cannot serve God. Because only the Holy Spirit in us can do the works. He makes His ministers flames of fire because they're offered in their hearts and in their minds as burnt offerings to the Father for the Father in them to do the works every day. Otherwise, it's false Christianity of Satan and his angels. 100% of the time. Hallelujah. I don't want to sacrifice. Well, I know you don't want to sacrifice. That's why you got all this false Christianity everywhere. People are like, self-sacrifice is the rarest thing in the world, and that's the only thing the New Testament preaches. You, and it's not about the sacrifice of, you know, looking good before others and works. It's about the sacrifice of your spirit. It's about the sacrifice of your heart, that your inner man is transfigured by yielding to God the Father. See, God sees the heart. He sees if your spirit is actually serving Him. The Apostle Paul said, I've served God with my entire spirit, which means there's no hypocrisy. Externally, you know, they thought he was crazy. You read about this stuff. Areopagus, what is this babbler speaking? Acts chapter 17. What is this idiot saying is what they were saying. Someone who's internally right with God is an idiot to those that are educationally taught and trained in their brain. A stumbling block to Jews. And foolishness to Greeks is what Paul called it in the Bible. <laughs> if you're supernatural and spiritual, yielded to the mind of Christ, the glory of the Father, Christ is the fullness of the Father, and the Father, the Holy Ghost in you, is your intelligence, people will call you insane every day. Paul says, if I'm insane, it's for God. If I'm out of my brain, insane, it's for God. If I'm in my brain, it's for you. We need to be out of our brain. 2,000 years later, we, we can't water it down. You got watered down religion everywhere that tolerates carnal Christianity as acceptable and the works of the flesh, which is called dead works, as acceptable. And people call that Christianity. It's blasphemy. It's not Christianity. Christianity is a river of the Holy Spirit through yielded vessels. You're a jar of clay. You're a cup. Now it's all about the wine of His blood, the wine of His presence, the wine of His Spirit inside you. And the more and more we can sacrifice self, the more and more we can demonstrate what? A thunderous, oh my God. And then the religious spirit goes, ah. Amen. 
I want to hear your thunderous, oh my God. And if we can't hear the freedom of the glory realm coming out of your inner man, there's a serpent in the hole 100% of the time. People want to say the prophetic is all this giving words of knowledge stuff, and it's a little tiny bit, little tiny bit. The words of knowledge and the prophecies that we see on Facebook everywhere is very, very small, small part of the prophetic. If you actually read about the prophets in the Bible, the main thing they did was shock the nations out of their carnal nature to come to the Spirit. Most of this prophetic stuff is actually like the encouragement of the soul. Last time I checked in my Bible, we don't need the soul encouraged, we need the soul crucified. We need the soul offered as a burnt sacrifice. So, stop being carnal prophets. Amen? The prophets in the Bible actually went around naked for six months and offended the whole nation. If you're a real prophet, you'll start offending cities and nations. In the Bible, that's what the, Ezekiel did, Jeremiah did, Dan, Daniel. I mean, it's just, it's non-stop. If you're actually a prophet, then you'll be offending everyone's flesh to get their whole body burnt by the fire of freedom to live spiritually. That's the true prophetic. It's not about words of knowledge, and it's not about that. I mean, that's most of that is just carnal. I mean, that does very... I mean, if you get a word of encouragement for someone's soul, and they're not dying on the altar of Revelation 8.3, you just curse their life of disobedience to being offered as a burnt sacrifice. If you're not encouraging the crucifixion of the bloodlines which is the serving of ancestral curses, and the, the brain and the human soul to actually die, to live out of the mind of Christ, your prophetics hurt everyone you prophesied to. It doesn't matter if it sounds good. I mean, it doesn't even matter. Jesus said if it heals the sick. Jesus Christ said you're better off cutting off your hand and entering heaven than having a healthy hand and going to hell. If you're not disciplining and crucifying the snake on the cross, you're not doing any service to God the Father or to the listener. You're actually encouraging rebellion in religion by feel good for the soul ministry. God didn't want us to feel good in the soul. He wanted us to feel good in the spirit, in the spirit to crucify our soul. So we don't have our soul, which is rebellion and a serpent reptilian brain, but the mind of Christ, which is the river of life, outflowing from our spirit, from our heart, from our innermost being. If your innermost being is not being energized to overtake your heart and your brain and your body, it's not Christianity. It's not. Revelation 22, 1 a river from the throne of God and Lamb. There's Christianity. If the throne and the river are not the centerpiece of your inner man and the yielding and the crucifixion of your brain, you've never even walked in Christianity. The charismatic church is like 1% Christian. It is. Why? The primary activity is glory hedonism of the third heaven. Glory hedonism. And we say, on earth as it is in heaven. Well, there's like no works in heaven. So that just totally devoided 99% of the charismatic church. There's no works in heaven. Whoa. So that just completely canceled out 99% of charismatic Christian activity in the world. Of, of church and being good and doing good works. All of it, gone. The main activity in the third heaven, on earth as it is in heaven, is enjoying the Father. Glory, hedonism. That's what all the angels are doing. That's what all the saints are doing. Is that what you're doing? Are you enjoying God? Are you a Mary or a Martha? <laughs> a Martha still had a serpent in her. Jesus did not commend Martha. He commended Mary. 
Mary learned how to get her inner man energized with intimacy with Jesus Christ. And she chose the best portion, and it shall not be taken. Doesn't mean Martha is not saved. Martha is just not a holy place Christian. Martha is not in the Holy Holies. Martha is in the inner court doing the works, which are reserved for angels in the last days, when we finally come out of religion into the abilities of the great white throne. And the angels shall be the workers of the great harvest. And we're like, we're raising up evangelists. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says human beings will not be the workers at the end times harvest. The angels will be the workers. So you just cancel out 99% of charismatic ministry in the world. That's what God the Father is going to do. The hundredfold glory realm will cancel out 99% of Christian ministry that has the appearance of good and is real charismatic, has all the gifts of the Spirit. But it's not the glory hedonism of the third heaven. I mean, it's 2,000-year-old revelation that, look at all the stuff I can do for God. That ain't Christianity. Not about doing for God. It's about sitting on the throne and enjoying God. I mean, what's our standard? Is it the throne? Is it God the Father and the throne? Or are we just, as our standard, the worker angels? Is our standard still slavery? You know? Like the Israelites coming out of Egypt. Slavery on them 40 years. They couldn't overcome the slave nature. I gotta do stuff. I need to do, 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 do. That's the slave nature of the flesh, bones, and blood. That's the serpent nature that turns you into the slaves of the fallen angels of religion instead of the sons and daughters of the royal priesthood. I mean, the Bible says royalty. Royalty. Royal priesthood. Have you ever seen Queen Elizabeth do anything in her entire life? Royalty. Royalty doesn't work. If you want to work, you can be a Martha, but you'll be in the inner court, separated from the throne for eternity. So I'm not against it because there's like 11 Marthas to every one Mary. It's more like probably 11,000 Marthas to every one Mary. But if you actually are interested in demonstrating who the Father is, you have to be a Mary. You have to get the slave nature, nature of your flesh and blood burnt out of you by the Holy Spirit fire on His altar. Royalty doesn't work. Royalty has angel armies. You know, if you're the citizens of the kingdom and you're kings and priests of the heavenly realm, how many of y'all know that kings don't go to war? They send in their warriors. They send in their angels. It's true. We're transitioning into divine royalty by the great awakening. The great awakening of the Son of Righteousness rising in our hearts with healing in His beams. Living out of the third heaven freedom instead of the second heaven slavery of the works of the flesh. It's a transition. God has done it gradually. Why? Because He's merciful. People could be forerunners a thousand years ago, two thousand years ago. People could walk in this, five, Enoch walked in this 5,500 years ago. Seriously. Anyone that wanted to be a Mary could be a Mary any time in the timeline since the fall of Adam and Eve for the last 6,000 years. So it's always been open. It's always been available. He's been the Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. The issue is, are you coming out of the flesh to live a spirit life? Are you going to renew your mind by the truth, your word is truth, to live as an angel with wings instead of an animal in the dust of the earth? Oh, I have wings. No, the Bible says you have wings. If God the Father has wings and you're created in His image, Psalms 91, God's wings, dwelling under the wings of the Almighty. Amen? Angel of the Lord is the name of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. You have wings, Christians. Wings. Hallelujah. Oh, I don't have wings. I'm a homo sapiens sapien ma mammal, more like the whales. Oh, Jesus, wake us up. You are much more like the angels than the animals, unless you don't believe the word. 
And if you don't believe the word, you die in the wilderness by unbelief. Unbelief limits your metamorphosis to just a barely, barely a trickle, a trickle of what's available. And we say, oh, that's all there is in Christianity. And so we have unbelief and doubt on the pulpit because no one's metamorphosized internally to live as angels and not animals. Hallelujah. And it's fun. It's not religious at all. I mean, seriously, the best example I can give to you since you are the true divine royalty of God the King, maker of heaven and earth, maker of mankind, the creator of mankind, since you are the royal priesthood of God the Father on earth, the greatest example is Queen Elizabeth, you know? English royalty. And there's other royal families around the world, but it's really, what do they do? All they do is have fun. They eat the best food. They drink the best wine. They just enjoy every day living life to the fullness. Well, how can I do that? I got bills to pay. You can do it by practicing God the Father on the inside and sacrificing your, your human nature. And God will raise you up. I have never seen anyone that started sacrificing their inner man to the Father not be raised up. It happens 100% of the time. The Bible's true. The spirit of glory is true. The angels are all here rooting for you. The cloud of witnesses here rooting for you. All that's left for you to do is to bring your bloodlines and your reptile brain to the altar and burn it with fire. And then the Father's nature comes out because you're not practicing flesh. You're not practicing religion. You're not practicing death and sorcery anymore. It's no longer about my heart and my brain. It's about His heart and His brain. It's about His soul, His mind, the mind of Christ. It becomes about God the Father instead of us pretending to be Christians. You know, we say all this stuff, but we're not actually sacrificed. That's what religion does. It deceives the whole world with the knowledge of good and evil that has no life in it, that has no river in it, has no glory in it, has no rewards in it. It's not real. It's only real by the sacrifice of His fire. That's how it gets real, by self-sacrifice. How do you sacrifice? You just come as a willing servant. You believe the prophet's words. You read the Bible. You put it into your spirit. You get free. You know, the prophets will shock you out of the flesh to be in the spirit. Freedom is living completely separated from the flesh, completely separated from the brain, completely separated from the animal sacrifice. The animal sacrifice of the Old Testament was literally sheep, goats, and doves, and bulls. How many of y'all know the Bible says in the New Testament, the human being is the animal sacrifice? That we're no longer in the types and shadows of the natural animals. Now we're in the supernatural animal of the serpent in the garden, the snake that we allowed into our mind and into our spirit, which is religion and it's sacrifice and burnt out of us. The son of righteousness consumes the serpent offering. It's a sin offering and it's the total removal of Satan, the red dragon, pride out of the inner man to only experience God the Father through your inner man constantly like a river of glory. That's Christianity. <laughs> That's the serpent offering. The pulling of the snake out of the spirit and out of the brain where Jannes and Jambres sat, right there in the forehead, the two snakes of Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's crown. Religion is the crown of Pharaoh. Religion is the external sons of the second heavens controlling the brain with snakes. Snakes are religious spirits. Lies. And it's much more severe than the charismatic church has portrayed. I mean, 
much more severe. We're dealing with the entirety of the curse of the fall of the universe to restore the sun of righteousness at, as the solar system and the light of this world. We're literally bringing forth a new planetary, new planetary system with a new solar system. That's how extreme these days are. These are the days of Noah. In the days of Noah, you have an open ark of glory and the animal souls get transfigured when people start beaming the internal sun of righteousness. It starts to consume all the blood of the earth and it starts to consume all the brains of the earth. And people's inner man awakens and they start to live as spirits and no longer animals. Father of what? Spirits. God is who? The Bible says father of spirits. We've been really ripped off in a mixture at best charismatic Christianity that has allowed the brain to still be in charge. And we've called it God, but that's blasphemy. It's not God. There's no way a human brain could ever be God or ever be godly. Zero chance. Only by the burnt offering, the sin offering, the serpent sacrifice of blood and brain for the Father's fire to come forth could you ever serve God perfectly. Now there's mixture, so people could be in a 30-fold and still have 70% still flesh. That's what 30-fold is. You could be in the 60-fold and it's 40% still you. And it's like 40% could be really good stuff. I mean, it, you're just perfect family, you know, just all the stuff in the natural is just kosher. But it's still 40% you. The 100-fold is there's just no more delusion that you're good in the natural realm at all. It's totally undone from religion. You're not even faking it and being good in the outside at all. It's just all Father God, 100%. And the Father is really wild. He's not a religious person at all. In fact, He will destroy religion with unquenchable fire, with unquenchable, unquenchable freedom and fun. When you think fire, don't think, oh, it's going to be painful. Think, I'm going to get set free. I'm going to get blessed. I'm going to get healed. I'm going to get delivered. Fire heals you. Fire delivers you. No one in heaven is having a hard day. Everyone's in ecstasy in the fire of God. Okay? Fire is not painful. It's not. What's painful is the sin and the animal and the curse. That's why people say, oh, it's hard. It's not hard. It's just you're resisting being bound with cords to the horns of his altar and burning in the spirit of ecstasy because you still want to cling and retain control to your natural life and you're not willing to surrender your whole animal lie in the delusionary world of the natural realm of the flesh. That you still think, oh, it's still about my blood, not about his blood. It's still about my soul, not about his soul. That delusionary realm, that deception is why it's painful for people. Because you're not willing to bring sacrifice. You're not willing to sacrifice everything. There can be no mixture. Yeah, that's what you don't understand. People struggle because of mixture. Once you're all in hundredfold, it is so easy, so fun, so light, because it's 0% based on you and your performance. And 100% based on the Father's throne, the Lamb's throne, and the river of fire. Amen? That's when Christianity becomes easy and light. The reason why it's so hard. Now, we've endured persecution like crazy, like no other ministry in the world for the last 13 years. You've never seen anything like it, how, we, how we're treated. But internally, I'm in ecstasy, so I don't even care. I understand that's just all the Janes and Jambres, second heaven sons of religion attacking us because we're exposing all the works of religion and all the works of the devil in the whole world. Killing Ananias and Sapphira with revelation. Just killing them right through their flesh. 
not allowing Satan any wiggle room whatsoever. The Son of Righteousness is an all-consuming fire. An all-consuming fire is love that exposes the 40% that's still Satan and snakes crawling around in your brain and it's like good religion. No, it's not good religion. It's demon possession. It's tolerating the persons of the wicked. It's not going after the universe in our inheritance and beginning to rule and reign on the heavenly sphere. It's actually forfeiting our birthright to the fallen angels. So the most loving thing you can do is tell people the truth at a sonship level in the glory cloud and wake them up from sleeping and submitting to the fallen angels and thinking it's good Christianity. <laughs> most people don't want to wake up. But as we grow in glory, they'll actually begin to thirst for it. There is more. I am a spirit. People will start to wake up and be like, I'm a spirit. My natural man is not who I am. My spirit man is who I am. That's what awakening is. And then developing your spirit man with God the Father intimacy on the inside and renewing your mind so that the inner world of the third heaven has completely consumed the outer world of the fall. That's what overcoming the world is, is when your inner man is more real to your whole brain than the outer man. Your brain actually hooks up to the third heaven in your spirit man. Jesus died on the cross for the cleansing of the conscience from dead works or from religious outer man works so that the brain could hook into God the Father on the inside so we could say like Christ, firstborn amongst many, it's the Father in me doing the works. It's the Father in me having the glory hedonism. It's the Father in me that I'm intimate with and have all this wine and why I'm drunk and high looking every day because I'm in the third heaven. I'm in ecstasy with the angels. I'm not deceived anymore by religion. It's just there's nothing else in there, all burnt up every day. I, I'm excited to become a burnt offering. Dying daily is ecstasy. Dying daily is bringing your, your blood and your brain to the altar and just burning in ecstasy. And the whole thing is based on the solid rock of Christ in you, so you're not building on shifting sands. Zero external religion, zero. And once you have 100% internal righteousness and repented of all external wickedness of the second heaven's sons, pretending to be Jesus, pretending to be Christianity, then it gets so easy because it's not based on you anymore. External sons make it based on your works and your performance. The internal son of righteousness is based on his works and his performance. The morning star rising in your heart by the prophetic word, 2 Peter chapter 1. All based on the star of grace, the grace star. Grace, undeserved, unearned favor. Well, we got to do stuff. Got to look good in front of others. No one's going to donate if you don't do works. If you serve the Father, the Father will move mountains and throw them into the sea of forgetfulness. The Father is almighty. The only thing we need to do is trust and obey the morning star in our hearts. So many Christians are cowards and bow to the natural temptations of religion instead of serving the Father. It's just, it's crazy how deceived people are. To, to dead works that have the appearance and knowledge of good. Dead works, religious works, external works. The charismatic church is caught up in works. And if you're not performing works, you, you almost have no listeners and followers because it's all about works. They want to see works. If you're on the stage performing works, you have thousands of people watching. If you're not performing works and it's actual revelation of the glory about being one with the Father, you're lucky to have 20 people in the whole world that watch you. That's how bewitched the Christian church is, how buried in the dust of the earth, in the performance of the realm of the flesh, the bride of Christ is right now worldwide. We need to wake up from the realm of the dead, which is external dead works, and become internal Marys based on intimacy and not performance. That's the hundredfold glory realm. 
that the angels, and I'm, re I'm royalty, the angels obey every word that I speak. Everywhere I go, it's just the robe of my garments fill the city with glory. Why? Because the Father's in me, the Son's in me, and the Holy Spirit's in me, and I have realized that I'm a temple of God the Father's throne on earth, enthroned between the cherubim. Your heart is currently enthroned between the cherubim. Those who overcome the world will sit with me on my throne. Revelation 2 and 3. Have you read the Bible? Those who overcome what? Overcome the flesh of religion. Overcome the second heaven sons. They will sit with me on my throne. That's being seated with Christ in heavenly places. Is having the Father's full royalty and His ability manifesting through you like a star system, a solar system that brings forth a new earth where there is no performance-based religion. A star of grace. And grace does not punish people. Grace burns up their spirit, illuminates their spirit. So we want to beat people up all the time with some external religion. That's Satan and his angels. Jesus Christ is the throne of grace and the spirit of grace in you, already in you, fully in you. The, the fire of God that comes from the throne of grace will energize people's spirits. And it's the goodness, the building up of their inner man that will lead them to repentance. You can't tear down without building up. Building up will automatically tear down. You build up the inner man, all the garbage of the external will fall off. The greater the goodness of the release of the Spirit of grace from the throne of grace out of the mouth and the fruitfulness of the words of their lips, the more the inner man, the Spirit, is built up and Father God's love and Father God's grace, and they'll just want to be good because they're in ecstasy. No one will want to leave that realm when you're in the third heaven house of wine. I'm not coming out of this for any religious temptation. For any stupid sin in the world, I'm going to stay in the throne of grace. I'm going to stay in the spirit of grace. I'm going to have my whole brain connected to this throne in me and live a third heaven life on earth as it is in heaven. And practice what? Glory hedonism. Amen. And repent of dead works that have the appearance and knowledge of good so I don't die in performance-based false Christianity serving Satan and his angels that are always telling you to do, 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 do. Every day, all day long, the Christians are listening to the second heaven sons. And the second heaven sons are the fallen angels telling you what you need to do, what you need to do. And it's not a single drop of it is God. It's all the false prophet. It's all Jezebel. 100% Jezebel. The river of glory coming out of your inner man is glory hedonism. It's not about doing. It's about being. <laughs> and it's about living. It's about thriving. It's about being an olive tree. A tree of life in the garden. I mean, you ever seen a tree do anything? I mean, that's what Jesus Christ called spiritual growth. A tree of life. The fruit of righteousness is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. He wins souls to what? To the roots of David and the bright morning star. Of how staying secure in the Father's third heaven love, and just letting your inner man grow and enjoy God and bear much fruit. All your job is, John 15, is stay attached to the vine, and don't disconnect. And it's a vine. It's a wine vine. Stay attached to the juice. Stay attached to the wine. John 15, and bear fruit. Weather the storms, people go nuts around you because they're full of religion, and you stay attached. And you just bear more and more intimacy by your brain attached to Christ in you, and the wine will overflow, and the wine is the wrath of the Almighty against Satan and his angels, and it will completely wash away all your enemies in the heavens and the earth, and you will have peace on earth as it is in heaven, as long as your souls stay attached to the wine vine of Christ in your hearts. In the name of Jesus Christ. We love you guys. Be blessed. Partner with Red Letter Ministries. Donate at redlettermin.com, and we'll see you tomorrow. Amen.